0: all around this room this morning we believe and we declare that you are worthy of every song we could ever sing we believe and we declare that you are worthy of all the praise we could ever bring to you and it is an honor as your children to get to hear the voices of your children sung all around this place we give you praise this morning and it's to you we pray everybody said together amen Hey, can we thank my good buddy, Jake Shakatano and the whole team? Love you, man. You can have a seat, by the way. Uh, this guy's a great friend of mine. He's from a church just down the road called Rock Point, and I am so, man, I'm so happy that you're here. This is awesome. Uh, what a great team. What a great day. If you don't know who I am, my name is Christian McLean. I get to be worship leader here at Shepherd's Gate. How's everybody doing? All right, all right. Hey, if you're watching online with us, welcome. Happy you're here as well. Uh, like Pastor John said, the camping group is out there. Man, blessings to you guys, because that's... that's. Uh, if anybody's interested, Pastor John and I are starting a, a completely non-camping group. Um, basically, the venue's a Holiday Inn Express. Nice, nice warm bed, no bugs. Uh, we haven't come up with a title for the group yet. I was kicking around like, it's kind of long... Um, I don't pay rent for my apartment to act like I live outside. You think that's good? Mortgage, you can put in whatever you want. Man, I just offended all the campers in the room. Oh, they're all on the trip. Oh, perfect. Oh, we're all friends. This is great. Okay. What a way to begin. Welcome. Uh, If you haven't been with us the past few weeks, we've been continuing a series called This Is Us. This is a series about who we are as a church, why we do what we do. And really digging into the heart of who we are as Shepherds Gate Church. We've also been continuing a very intense back and forth between our pastors about the TV show, This Is Us. And when I was told, hey, uh, we want you to preach on on June 10th, I said, I'm going to weigh in on the TV show thing. And I know all of you are driving here this morning. I can't wait to hear what Christian says about the NBC show, This Is Us. I was hoping you were. We love the show. My wife and I love the show. If you haven't heard, Pastor Tim is kind of forced to watch the show. Pastor John's never seen the show. Uh, Shelby and I love the show. We are hooked like every episode, waiting for season three, loving it. Funny story about this show, we, we've been married eight months now, and uh, we got back from our honeymoon like literally six days after we got married. We had a couple days to just hang out and settle in. And we said, you know what, we've heard a lot about this show, let's just watch the first one, kind of see what happens. If you watch the first one, you'll know you're going to watch all of them. That's how this show works. And so no joke, like we're sitting there on the couch an hour later, the first episode ends, and we are weeping, and we are laughing, and like holding each other, and we're having this conversation about like what family means to us. And we've been married six days. If you can be married six days and look over and see your husband crying and just turn in his man card and being like, that's the end of it. Props to you, baby, because that is... We were making big decisions. I mean, I turned to her, I was like, six days in, I think we're ready to adopt. Like, let's go. Let's go for it. If Jack Pearson can do it, anybody can do it. Way more important then the show This Is Us <laughs> is our series called This Is Us. And man, I'm so uh, honored to get to be uh, looking this morning with you all at this topic of worship. And uh, I just wanna say from the start of this, man, there's a million different ways we could look at this. We could be here for an entire series about worship. Like this is such a big topic. Worship doesn't boil down to just music. It doesn't boil down to just an offering. Worship is an all-consuming part of our lives and who God is, Amen. I'm glad we're on the same page about that. And I love the fact that the DNA of our church, the DNA of us as God's children has always been in a relationship with God in worship. All the way back in Genesis, we see that we were created by God and for God. So worship is in everything that we're doing, but it's also in this place right now. Like right here, as we sit here in this room, we've been worshiping God, right? We're still worshiping God. We're looking at what he's saying in his word. And it's a beautiful thing to get to do together. But the question for us this morning is why do we really worship, and why do we worship the way that we do? Like, what makes Shepherd's Gate unique from all the other churches and the ways that we worship, and, and kind of why is everything that's happening in this place really happening? That's what we're going to kind of dig into. That's the, kind of the way we're going to head this morning. I love about this series that we've been digging into Scripture together. We're going to do that this morning as well. If you want to turn in your chair Bibles to page 347, we're looking at the book of First Chronicles today in the Old Testament. A little bit of context about this book for us. This book follows a guy named David. You might have heard of him. He's a pretty popular guy in scripture. When he was a kid, he knocked down Goliath. Super cool thing to be able to say you did. And uh, at this point in scripture, he has become king, and we're kind of following along in the book of 1 Chronicles to his journey and his life. And uh, in the the chapter 15 of this book, we start to see something kind of cool taking place. There's all these uh, names being listed. There's numbers, and there's kind of a lot of stuff going on. And if you really dig into this, what's happening is there's an event being planned. And this event, all the way back in the Old Testament, right, like a thousand years ago, maybe even more, this event is a worship service. And then we start to see all these people, right, like there's a lot of names in this passage that I won't even try to pronounce because, oh my goodness, like Zadok, here I go, I'm trying to pronounce them now, Um, Abiathar All right, I'm just going to stop while I'm I'm ahead. Those names are hard. Here's what's happening. The names of this passage, people start to be split off into different groups, and they say, okay, this long list of names, these are the singers. This long list of names, these people are going to play the harp. This list of names, these people are going to play the trumpets, and these people are going to play the cymbals. And I'm a little bit biased about this, but I think this is really cool. What's happening here is a worship team is being assembled. So all these people are being gathered. There's this event happening, this worship service happening, and they say, all right, we got our musicians. We got our congregation, and then David, this character, walks up kind of as the worship leader, and he kind of asks that question we just asked. All right, we're all here. Everybody's here. The drummer's here. electric guitar player's here. How'd we get electricity? It's the Old Testament. Like, they're asking those kind of questions. That was a, that was a Bible joke. I'm sorry. But he walks up, and he starts to say, all right, here's why we're here. It's not just that you're here. This is why you're here. And in a beautiful call to worship and in a beautiful definition as to why we're even here in this place so many years later, as Shepherds Gate Church, as worshipers of God, he starts to kind of put a definition around why we worship and why we worship the way that we do. So let's look at what David says here. Uh, Chapter 16, verse 23. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations." His marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He's to be feared in awe above all gods. For the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Let the heavens be glad. Let the earth rejoice. Let them say among the nations, the Lord is Rains, and let the sea roar and all that fills it let the field exalt and everything in it then shall the trees of the forest sing for joy before the lord for he comes to judge the earth oh give thanks to the lord for he is good and his love endures forever let's just bring the band back up that's a call to worship like i'm ready how about you wow david says it better than any of us ever could and there's beauty in this passage because we start to see all right here's the why we're here Because God's here. We're here to worship because God is in this place. And he starts to unpack all of these beautiful truths that we're going to look at together this morning. It might help us to kind of put some words around some of the truths we start to pull from this passage. And I think this might kind of help us to unpack what we're going to look at this morning. Let's look at this on the screen. It says this. This is for us right now at Shepherd's Gate. We are a church responding to God's grace and glory, arm-in-arm in community, intentionally gathered, to proclaim his name to everyone around us. That's who we are. That's who Shepherd's Gate is. But let's look at this kind of a little bit more in depth. Let's take it step by step together. Uh, the first part of this, we are a church responding to God's grace and glory. David sets the scene in this passage and he says, hey, guess what? We're here to worship, but if that, if that means we're gonna worship together right now, first we gotta look at him. Because worship doesn't begin with us. Worship begins with God. Worship begins when we start to put ourselves in this beautiful perspective when we say, God, I'm here because of you. When we say that worship is a response, if you kind of look into anything about worship, uh, sermons or books or anything, like hopefully the word response pops up when you talk about worship because it's such a great way for our minds to start to wrap around what we're doing when we're singing and giving and listening and all this stuff in this place together. It's all a response to him. Here's a transition for you. Any iPhone users out there? (laughs) Transitions are fun. So iPhone users, if you know what I mean when I say the blue dot, the unread message, right? The email, the text message that comes in, the blue dot gives me so much anxiety because I go oh man, this person is like waiting for a response from me. What did they say? Is it good? Is it bad? Are they mad that I didn't respond? Am I alone 100% in this? Any other? All right, cool. Three of us are really anxious about the blue dots on our phones. (laughs) Then there's some of us like John Crow who have like 100,000 unread emails and it's like, whoa, that's crazy. It's a silly way to say it, but the blue dot, that response, that unread message it starts to kinda help us unpack what we mean by how we're responding to God's grace and glory. You could say it like this, when we come into close proximity with God's grace, right, the fact that he came down from heaven for you, and he's declaring forgiveness and love over your life, that's grace, that's beautiful, tangible grace, the glory that David talks about, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. When we come in close proximity to that grace and glory, there is no choice but to respond. There is no choice but to lean into him and say, God, you have done so much in my life. The fact that I have breath and I'm walking around this earth at all is a declaration of how great you are. And so you could say it like this, the little blue dot of God's grace and glory cannot be left unopened. The message of the gospel, the message of scripture that we sing about, that we hear about, that we listen to, we have no choice but to respond because we're saying, God, this is such great news, and I know who I am in your grace and in your glory. Worship is first and foremost a response, and as a church, when we gather together, how do we do this? Well, I mean, we're responding to God's word right now. This is literally the tangible word of what he has said to us when we gave in our offering, like Pastor Tim said in that video. We're responding to what God has given us. This morning already, we've sung words like this is the sound of adoration. Jesus, we love you. Why? Because you first loved us. We're responding to who you are. I will build my life upon your love. I know your love in my life and so that is something I can build everything else upon because you're holy and there's no one else like you and there is none besides you so I will build everything I have upon who you are. That's a response to God's great love for us. And in the songs that we sing, we want to be really, really clear as a church about why we sing what we sing what we sing, what we sing, is we are constantly responding to how great he is. The beauty of singing in worship, let's just talk about songs for just a minute together. The beauty of singing in worship is the fact that when we have the right perspective, all the other little details start to fade away. Uh, if you have a kind of a role at a church like I do, uh, it's interesting because you talk to some people and they'll say, hey, we love... We love what's going on here at Shepherd's Gate. Like We love the music. It's all good. But can we just do more of the older stuff? Like, Can we stick to the hymns? Can we stick to the traditional? Can we kind of stick to the familiar? And you go, all right. And then you walk over to the other side of the fellowship hall and somebody else will say, sick of the old stuff. Sick of the hymns. Be gone with that. Let's do the new stuff. Where's that new song that I heard on the radio? Like, let's go, right? And then if you're me, you kind of just like lie down in the middle and take a nap and say, God, you're in control. But the beauty, and we know this as a church, is that the beauty of this tension is right in between, right in the middle. And at Shepherd's Gate, we love the fact that our God, specifically in Scripture, asks for a new song. Psalm 96, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. There's beauty in that. It's in God's character that he's making new things out of us. Praise God, that's amazing, amazing news. So out of that, we're going to keep singing new songs of Shepherds Gate. But here's the deal. Also, our God is still great, so we're going to keep singing How Great Thou Art. And our God's grace is still amazing, and I'm pretty sure there's a song that has something about grace and amazing in it. It's called Amazing Grace. Um, but there's beauty in between, Right? There's beauty in the fact that there's reminded truth in God's word over and over again because a song can become tiresome 100%. Like we don't just play uh, you know some of the same songs all the time because our band only knows 3 songs. Like they're way more talented than that. We keep singing songs over and over again because the truth cannot become tiresome. When we sing together, your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. If that's the first or the thousandth time we've sang that song in this place, I want my heart to explode with how true that is. Because there are a lot of loves and there are a lot of things out in the world that could run out or could give up on us and we come in this place and we declare together, but God, that's not you. You are a God who gives a love to us that is everlasting. And so, yes, yeah, songs and melodies can become tiresome, but the truth cannot. So the reminded truth in the new song that God asks us for, it's right in between. And all of this kind of points to this truth of worship at its core is not about us. And I'm sorry if that sounds harsh this morning, but it's really good news. Like, thank God that worship is not about me and it's not about you, right? Like, that would be really, it's like a birthday party where someone's just like sitting up there and they're like, bring me presents. Like, that's weird, right? Worship is not about you and it's not about me. And so inherently, worship is not about our preference. It's about our perspective. Our preferences start to fade away when we realize who we are as God's children, as worshipers, as responders, to his grace, and to his glory. All of a sudden, it's not about, I like that song, I don't like that song, or I like that passage, or I don't like that passage. It's this thing of, I woke up with breath in my lungs this morning. I don't care what song we're singing. I'm on earth to give God praise. I don't care what scripture we're looking at or who's preaching it. I am here because God is worthy. I am here because God has placed a love in my life that cannot be left unresponded. I'm in close proximity to his grace and to his glory. So I'm joining in with the song of all creation today. And that's true Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You know the calendar, the rest of the week as well. Worship is not about our preference. It's not about our preference. It's about perspective. We don't come to worship just to get, we come to give praise to our God and yes he fills us and yes he moves but if we look at worship as a consumer and we forget that we're worshiping as people who are already consumed by love by grace we might just be missing the point point. and so at Shepherd's Gate we stand firm on the fact that our worship is about our perspective as to who we are in relation to him and everything is a response to who he is as we do that together, you might have noticed when you walked in this morning that there is not just one person in the room. If I was talking to myself right now, that'd be really, really creepy. So thank you for showing up. It <laughs> means a lot to me. <laughs> but it, it kind of points to the next part of this to say that we're responding to God's grace and glory, absolutely, but we're also doing that arm in arm in community. There's a beautiful thing that happens when we start to unpack this thing called corporate worship. Basically what that means is we are people unified for one purpose. And that's to look at him and him alone and respond to what he's done. And just this morning, like, it blows me away because I've, uh, I've always just cherished the moments when we get to sing together in this place. I've been playing music here since I was four years old. I've only been on staff for a year, but I've been playing here for a long time. And you would think that the voices of this room... Would start to become a little bit more normal right but just today as jake was leading us i was listening to the voices all around this room and i'm getting emotional because i'm thinking no exaggeration this is what heaven's going to sound like you guys we're practicing for heaven right now when we hear the brothers and sisters of christ joining into a song that says jesus we love you you're a good father when we're singing those kind of words we're saying oh we're tapping into what heaven is singing this morning and we're here for one purpose and that's to give him praise isn't that beautiful it's a beautiful, and we, we, we believe here wholeheartedly that this is a critical part of our relationship with Jesus, that we're gathering together, that we're in this place together. We spent a whole week last week looking at community, and that continues right here in this place as we join in to what he's saying over our community. You could say that this is a gathering, These are people that are gathered together for one beautiful purpose, and that's to give God praise. The next part of this is intentionally gathered. It kind of just starts to flow right into each other. And I promise you that this word intentionally, as we respond and as we gather together, the word intentionally comes up probably over a hundred times throughout the week here at Shepherd's Gate. I I promise you that we are so (laughs) focused on things being so intentional when we gather in this room together. We believe that nothing in this room happens by accident because you are not here by accident. You are here because God has placed a beautiful, beautiful response in your heart. And so we want to gather together. We want things to be intentional in this place. And if I can just encourage you for a minute, if we can kind of peek behind the scenes of Shepherd's Gate for just a second, I promise you, the leaders of this church, your pastors, your staff, spend so much time thinking about you and spend so much time praying for you. And spend so much time leaning into, God, what would you have us say? How would you have us respond to what you're doing in our church, what you're doing in our city? And we spend so much time saying, God, we want to lean into the fact that you are doing something new week after week after week here. Because our God is worthy of way more than our recycled praise. He's doing something new Every single moment. And that might look a bunch of different ways, so let's just kind of look at this together. Like, we know wholeheartedly as a church that when you walk out those doors and get in your car and drive away, there is a world out there that is fending for distraction in your life. There's a world that's saying, hey, you could be spending time with Jesus, you could be spending time in the Word. Totally, you could be, but how about we do this instead? You could be leaning into who Jesus is and and looking at his word 100%, but how about we get the to-do list done? How about we stay more productive? And then if there's time left over, then maybe we'll lean in to what Jesus is. In this place, we just wanna say we are 100% the opposite of that. We want this to be a place where you can walk in and take a deep breath and say, God, all those things that pulled me away throughout the week, they're not pulling me away now. It's you and me. And we're gonna respond to who you are together. Everything in this room happens intentionally because we know that our God is a very intentional and wonderful, creative God. Uh, Just a couple examples of this, like, for real, if you don't believe me that things are kind of like not happening by accident, like I literally rehearsed this message with Pastor John two separate times this week. And if you think this might be intimidating, like with 400 people or so here, imagine Pastor John sitting right where you're sitting. Just him. Just him. And I'm just talking as if there's all these people, and he's going, okay, that was good. I want to cut that part. Okay, that was good. Might want to cut that part. It's intimidating. But it's real. It's real and that's raw, because we want to say, hey, every word that's spoken, every song that's sung, everything we do in this place, we want this to be intentional because we're leaning into what God is saying. We're messengers of who he is. And so we want to take that really seriously and really intentionally. Uh, Even this past week, I got a phone call from Pastor Tim. Uh, It was Wednesday night at 8 p.m., and he called me and he said, hey, man, I think we're doing too many announcements this week. I was like, is this what you think about it, Wednesday at 8 p.m.? And he was like, yes, it is. (laughs) I was like, awesome. That's a guy that cares about you. That's a guy that loves you. Even this little hosting time of saying, like, hey, here's some stuff that's going on. Like, we're spending time digging into, God, what are you saying? What are you doing in our community? That's a beautiful thing. Hey, let's keep going, I mean, even the set design, even these lights, like this is really pretty, right? Like our creative team's amazing here. We need more people on it if you wanna join us. But even this is not just by accident. Like we know that visually, we wanna resemble the creator that we're serving. And I fully believe that the church should be at the forefront of creativity, because we are reflecting a beautiful creator. All it takes is one step towards the Grand Canyon, and your mind is exploding. You're like, this isn't even real, is it? And you're like, no, it is. It's not a canyon. It's a creator. It's a God who makes beautiful things. And if we can even give 0.1% of saying, this is a visual representation of how beautiful God is, then we're going to lean into that. The reason we have a sound system, right, like we really believe that we want to have the gospel proclaimed from the front to the back. And we also know that with really good news and a really good gospel, sometimes that's worth getting a little loud about. And that might come across as biased from a, a worship leader, but man, I really believe that when we sing the song Glorious Day, like I ran out of that grave because you called my name and out of the darkness, like that's a hard song to play quietly, And we believe that a great gospel is worth getting loud about. We stand by that here. That's a beautiful thing. It's intentional. In the preaching and the leading, we want to be relatable. We want to be accessible to people. We want to be engaging. And we just want to be ourselves in this place. Because I'll say it again, God is doing something new here week to week. And we just want to lean into that intentionally every single time. Now, The last part of this is to proclaim his name to everyone around us. We know that just like in this passage where We're seeing these amazing amounts of people coming together. Then all of a sudden, David prays this prayer. He's speaking to hundreds of people, and yet he said, Save us, O God of our salvation, and gather and deliver us. What he's saying is there's still more people out there. He's praying that the scattered would become one. Those people in our workplaces, those people in our families that we're just saying, God, lead them to a place where they will hear your love and respond to who you are. We know that every week we're welcoming new faces and new friends into this place, and that's a beautiful thing we get to do together. Because what we're doing as a church body is we're saying, hey, yes, we're going to respond to God's grace today, we're going to do it together, and we want you to be a part of it. We want you here with us as well, not just so we can have a bigger church, but so that we can have a really full heaven. Not just so that we can have more voices in a room where we're singing, just so that you can know how loved you are. And as we're introducing people to Jesus, what we're saying is, hey, welcome to Shepherd's Gate. This is who we are. But it's because this is who he is. Hey, welcome to Shepherd's Gate. We're happy you're here. This is what we do. We sing songs. We sing praises. We give offerings. We we hear messages. We do all this great stuff. But why? This is what we do because this is what he does time and time again. He is a glorious, gracious God that steps down from heaven and declares love and forgiveness over your life and over my life. And I once could have been dead in my sins, and yet right now I am free and alive forever in him. You got to see him. We're pointing at Jesus together. I fully believe that my job on Sunday morning is to walk up here, say hi, and then get out of the way. Because I don't want you to get in your car and say, yeah, I saw Christian lead worship this morning. I want you to leave your car and say, I saw God move this morning. I saw God move in my community this morning, and all I want to do is just lean into him more and more and more. And that's what we do as the church together. We say, this is us because this is him time and time again. When we've seen who he is, a gracious, loving, amazing God. And when we've seen what he does, how he restores life, how he brings people together constantly, how he's constantly moving in our cities and in our world, when we've seen who he is and we've seen what he does, it impacts who we are. and impacts what we do. And as a church, we're saying, you know what we do? We respond to him. And we keep leaning into him. I'd love for the band to come back up if we can and if you need one more example as to how we're intentionally gathered, like there's no need to worry about the clock. We've intentionally built time into the service so we can respond together. But here's, here's the news of the morning that I'm really excited about. When we've seen who God is, when we come in that close proximity to his grace and his glory, truth starts to enter our hearts. And there's this beauty in the, in the words we sang, even though we have sung them all the time in this place. When we say, God, you are a good, good father. That's who you are. And guess what? I'm loved by you, and that's who I am. Because when I've seen who you are, it impacts who I am. And when I've seen what you do, that you keep moving and you keep just running after people, all that impacts what I do, I'm gonna respond to you and for you right now in your seat. Let it impact who you are, that he is so, so good. And it reminds me of even some more lyrics that we sing in this place together. Right now, as you sit in your seat, you are blessed, you are called, You are healed, you are whole, you are saved in Jesus' name. You are highly favored, highly anointed, filled with the power of Jesus for the glory of his name. That's who you are as a worshiper of Jesus. And so that little blue dot that God sends to us cannot be left unresponded because it's such a good news that we're responding to and as you hear the words of who he is as you hear what he does it impacts who you are and what you do in this room together this morning if we could just stand to our feet I just want to give us a moment to prepare our hearts to just lean in to responding to him if you want to close your eyes for a minute that's totally fine as well if you feel comfortable I'd encourage you for just a second Just think about the things that God has done in your life. Think about your family, think about uh, your health or the work that you enjoy. Think about the fact that you have breath in your lungs right now. Why? First and foremost, to give praise right back to him. You're not here by accident. And I promise you right now as you stand in your seat that God loves you so much. And he's declaring forgiveness and freedom over your life. And now it's our turn. We're gonna respond to who he is together. So if you wanna stay standing and lift your hands and your voices in praise, feel free to do that. If you wanna sit and pray at any point, feel free to do that as well. But I just wanna leave us with a few words from David in this passage. Words that prepare us to respond to who he is boldly, arm in arm in community, because we are intentionally gathered to proclaim his name to every single person around us. David says this, I'll give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples and sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. There is glory in his holy names. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continuously. Remember the wondrous, the wondrous works he has done in your life, the miracles he's uttered. So sing to the Lord, all the earth. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples, for great is the Lord. He is greatly to be praised. Amen, church in this place. Amen. Let's join in together to the song that he's singing. Come on now, yeah.